welcome. My name is Amelia, otherwise known as DJ EJ, and this is Club Crime, a true crime broadcast recording live at KTCU. How are we doing? I did take a week off. I know you all missed me so much during my week off in California, but very happy to be back. Just not not many updates, really just a lot of sitting around, doing nothing, eating a lot of food, catching up on a lot of sleep. But I'm happy to be back. We're in the final home stretch. And guys, next week's the season finale, which is crazy. And this is episode 26 of Club Crime, like ever. This is crazy. So thank you guys so much for your support. And I promise you there will be a season three. But if you did not listen to the episode from two weeks ago, then what are you doing? Go listen to Club Crime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't followed us on social media, which where have you also been, please follow Club Crime at Club Crime Official on Instagram and Twitter slash X because your support means a lot to me and it's what keeps me going. But it's time for me to do my favorite thing, which is to introduce my special guest for this week. Jess, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Jess, and I am a freshman here. I am a design major, which is always fun. And that's just a little bit about me. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, What's your interest in true crime? I... My mom loves true crime, and Mm -hmm. so I kind of got into it because of her. I love watching documents and documentaries, sorry, (laughs) and everything on true crime, things that have happened in the past. Um, And I kind of got into it. um, Murder, Mystery, and Makeup, I think, Mm -hmm. is one that I absolutely love. I would get ready every morning, senior year of high school, and just watch it and catch up on everything that she talks about because she is amazing she has like the most random but like interesting stories like i don't know where she finds some of those they're so niche but they're also always so good Mm -hmm. but you and i have had a very interesting evening (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so tomorrow is tcu's christmas tree lighting yes and a very special someone is performing at that Christmas tree lighting, and his name is Aaron Tveit. Oh my gosh, and I love him. Aaron Tveit in the theater world, very famous. Outside of the theater world, still famous, but not like uber famous. Like, he is like a god in the theater community. Yeah, if you aren't in the theater community, you would not recognize Mm-mm. him on the street. Well, maybe. You might. You might if you've ever watched, like... Les Mis, the movie, yeah. or if you watched Grease Live, yeah. you perhaps might know Or who he, he was is. also in Schmigadoon. Oh, he was in Schmigadoon. So you might recognize him, but when we learned that he was doing the Christmas tree lighting, the entire theater department rallied to get Aaron Tveit to do a master class for us. And we were successful. And Aaron Tveit did, in fact, show up tonight and did a master class which was his first ever master class like ever i didn't know that you didn't know that no he's like taught like classes technically which is what he was talking about but he's never taught a master class he's that's never amazing. gone to a college and like done a master class that's awesome we were the first we're we're the trendsetters we're of the, the trendsetters. new Aaron master class series but <laughs> I just think it's going to be so funny when tomorrow for like the Christmas tree lighting, he's going to be like performing 
and no one's gonna be paying attention except for the theater kids like at the barrier being like do you remember me yeah we were like we should get there like an hour and a half early to be able to get there so we're in the front and we were like wait we won't have we (laughs) We can get there that's not gonna be a struggle (laughs) no i did indeed ask him a question and he looked at me Aaron Tveit did look into my eyes. Oh everyone, my gosh. Um, don't think he would ever remember me ever. Same. I don't think. Um, yeah. I did take a little sneaky picture of him after everything, um, but there was a photographer there, so I'm really yeah. waiting on that group picture of me just like sitting in front of well, Aaron like, Tveit. I was. We were both right in front of him. He was like breathing. Like, I remember breathed you and I like turned air. around and we were <laughs> like, "Oh my oh, gosh, he's behind <laughs> us!" Jump scare. Yeah. He was in, like, the most casual outfit, too. No, I was expecting like, him to be, like, a little nicer. Man was just fully in, like, a flannel and, like, sweatpants, basically. He, he didn't care. He just, he was, was like, like, I'm real. I am, too. Like, I was literally there, and, like, I changed my clothes. Because I was wearing, like, sweatpants all day today. And I was like, I'll wear, like, something nice-ish. So I put on, like, some yoga pants, a black top. And I was like, this is the best I can do. It's cold outside. It was 32 <laughs> degrees this morning when I left for my 8 a.m. It's not okay. And I almost cried because I have 8 a.m. hip hop. Oh. Mondays and Fridays. So you have to be warm. So I have to be warm. And I was walking to that class being like, oh, my body's going to hurt today. <sighs> but yeah. I love the cold weather. I'm vibing with it. I'm just ready for Christmas. I am as well. I'm very ready for Christmas. Which, speaking of Christmas, are you ready to get into our true crime story? I am so ready. All right. I'm going to tell you your guest duties. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm going to tell you a true crime story. It is your job to react, ask questions, add in your own personal anecdotes, and just add to the story in any way that you want. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. You have to promise the listeners that I did not tell you what story I was telling you today. She did not tell me anything. I told you it was juicy. Yeah, you said it was juicy I say and about exciting. I a lot of the stories, but like this one, I was just like, there's so many twists. And, like it, A lot of this is so unexpected. I'm so excited. Okay, it is Christmas themed <gasps> because the season finale next week, guys, is not going to be Christmas themed. So I was like, I have to at least get one story in that's Christmas themed. So today's story is the Santa Claus robbery. Oh. Sources for tonight's story include the Texas State Historical Association, Medium.com, the UNT Press, and we all know her, we all love her, Miss Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. My, my, the true primary source. The queen. Okay, so into the background on the case. Marshall Ratliff was an ex-con who had recently been released from prison in Valera, Texas. Ratliff had robbed a bank in Cisco, but was only in prison for a year after being pardoned by Texas Governor Miriam A. Ferguson. Following his imprisonment, Ratliff had begun to plan a larger robbery on Cisco's first national bank. Ratliff's plan was to rob the bank with his brother Lee, whom he had been arrested with during the follow robbery, but Lee was already arrested again. To help him carry out his planned robbery, Ratliff employed the help of his friends and fellow ex-cons Henry Helms and Robert Hill. For further help, Helms called upon his relative Louis Davis, who was not an ex-con, but a family man in need of money, which like I would rob for some extra cash. Would you do it? Um, I think I would have a very, like, my brain would be like, don't do it, but it's very tempting. Like, I don't, it wouldn't be for me, but if, yeah. it, like, my family needed some money, exactly. like, I'd do it. It's for my fam. I'd have to, like, make a really good plan. I say I'd, that about, like, a lot of these crimes. I'm like, I 
would do it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make, I wouldn't want to get caught. So, like, obviously, yeah, I like, wouldn't the, get caught. I would make, like, but... the greatest plan ever. <laughs> like, you know the map that, like, Macaulay Culkin makes in Home yes. Alone when he's, like, about to, like, get the robbers? Like, I, that would be me, but for my robbery. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so robbing the bank was going to be no easy task for the men. Every day, three or four banks were being robbed around Texas, and this is in the 19, like, 10s. The Texas Bankers Association was even offering a reward of $5,000 to anyone who shot a bank robber while the crime was taking place, which I didn't calculate that in today's money, but that's a lot of money today. To make things more difficult, Ratliff knew that he would be identified in Cisco, in order to conceal his identity, Ratliff decided to dress as Santa Claus. Thus, the men stole a car in Wichita Falls and left for Cisco, arriving in the town on the morning of December 23rd, 1912. And this is when things start to get, like, bad. But it's like, of all the costumes, you're like, yeah. Santa? Were his accomplices dressed as elves? No. Oh. See, the story doesn't make sense. I would, like... <laughs> I get it, because, like, during Christmas time, like, you're going to see Santa everywhere. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, if you want a good disguise... Don't pick Santa. Don't pick Santa. Because everybody will be coming up to you. Exactly. They're like, and my everyone's going to think yeah. that, like, the Santa they see on the street is going to be the robber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, would, I mean, that could be a good plan, though. Yeah, that's true. I think I'd go and, like, drag. Dra- mm. I think I'd just disguise myself as a man. Yeah. They could have disguised themselves as women. I know, but why? Did, also, why did he go back to Cisco? Like, because the First National Bank is like the biggest bank in like North okay, Texas, yeah. basically at the time. True. So the robbery. The morning they arrived, Ratliff put on a Santa costume, and was let out of the car several bo- blocks from the First National Bank. The town was very busy due to the Christmas season, so it was not strange to see Santa walking around. Ratliff made sure to smile as he made his way to the bank. He would even stop when children came up to him, answered their questions, and allowed them to follow after him. Oh my goodness. So he's like, he he got into it. He's in character. Like, there was, like, reports that he was even, like, patting these kids on the head and, like, giving them hugs and being like, oh, like, were you a good boy this year? Were you a good girl this year? Like, what presents do you want? Like, he was getting into it. He was in it for sure. So Ratliff then met up with the other three men in an alley behind the back of the bank. The four then entered the bank, and some of the children that had been following Ratliff even entered with all of the men soon after entering all four men drew their guns indicating that there was a holdup helms hill and davis all covered the customers and employees while ratliff went behind the counter to get the money ratliff first ordered the assistant teller to open the safe stuffing the money and bonds into a concealed sack in his costume Ratliff then grabbed all of the money from the tellers before getting one to open the vault for him. During this time, Mrs. B.P. Blassengame and her daughter had entered the bank while the robbery was in progress. Once she realized what was happening, Mrs. Blassengame led her daughter out another door in the bank, despite the robbers threatening to shoot. Like, she just left. She said, she got well, I'm not about that life. Bye. 
That's like true mother instincts. Yeah. So once she was outside, Mrs. Blassengame found Chief of Police G.E. Bedford, who had arrested Ratliff and his brother during their prior robbery and alerted him to the ongoing robbery outside of the bank. Bedford, as well as many other citizens now alerted to the robbery, armed themselves and surrounded the bank. By this time, Ratliff had completely filled his sack and had come out from the back of the bank. Hill, who was watching the customers, saw someone outside the window and fired once. His shot was returned almost immediately. Several more shots were fired from both the inside and outside until a full-blown shootout began, during which several of the people held up inside the bank were wounded. However, many of the hostages were able to escape. Two hostages were kept by the men, however. Laverne Comer, age 12, and Emma May Robertson, age 10. The men used the girls as shields as they made their way to the car. During this time, Chief Bedford and Deputy George Carmichael were mortally wounded, both dying a short time later. Ratliff and Davis were also wounded. Hey, I need to get to my car. I'm using these little girls as shields. My jaw is on the floor. Could you imagine Santa grabbing you and being like, hey, protect me from these bullets? Oh my gosh. I would be so 10 and 12? No. But by that time, you're also the age of like, you know Santa's not real anymore. Yeah. But still, it's the fact that they use children and not adults. Like, Also, they're small. What are they going to do? I know. But I guess it it is, like, the theory that, like, if you have them, like, in front of you, like, they're not going to want to shoot at you because they don't want to hit the girls. True. But I would be so, like, upset. I'd be like, Santa, no! Santa! (laughs) Santa, please! Ugh. When did you stop believing in Santa? Do you remember? I I think, so my parents did a very good job at, like, Mm -hmm. not letting us know. I think it was the first year when my dad took us to, I'm a military kid, Mm -hmm. so... My dad took us to the BX, which is like mm, kind of like mm-hmm. a strip mall in the on the base. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, what do you want for Christmas?" And he, like, we went and showed him, and then he was like, "Okay," and he put it in the cart. And I was like, <gasps> "Oh, no, Santa's supposed to get this." Yeah. No, no, he stop! Goes, it stop. is from Santa, and I was like, "Okay." I remember. Okay, so <laughs> my parents are probably listening right now. Sorry, guys. I kept up the charade that I believed in Santa long after I had learned that he wasn't real. I think I learned when I was, like, seven. And I just kept it going. See, I was, like, I was older. I was, like, 13. Like, my parents did a very good job. And then, like, the shoes. The shoes were, like, I, we tried these on in the store. Well, oh my, my parents gosh, didn't know I knew. It was my friends at school that told me. <gasps> my friends never told me. My friends, like, sat me down one day, and they were like, we have to tell you something. Because I think it was, like, my friends that had, like, learned, like, from their parents or something, like, accidentally. And they were like, we have drama to tell you. And they sat me down, and they were like, Santa's not real. And I was like, that, like, blew my mind. I was like, no, 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 like, what? Like, my parents can't know. Like, I still want my stuff to be signed from Santa. And so I kept it up. I still, like, put out the carrots and everything, too. For the reindeers. And those carrots still had chomps in them. Mm-hmm. See, my parents still sign stuff from Santa and everything. Mine do, too. Yeah. But I also, like, send my parents my list. And I'm like, here, give this to Santa yeah. now. 
my my dad we always made reindeer food which is like oats and Mm -hmm. um carrot Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and it was always we'd sprinkled it in the yard Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean it'd still be there in the morning but like you can't really tell yeah because it's just in the grass Mm -hmm. um but like all the cookies and everything would be gone and it was always very exciting to see i remember one time though when i was like nine my mom was like i'm gonna call santa and be like you're not getting these presents because i did like something bad and i was like oh like oh is is this real like that was the one time i questioned after learning that santa like wasn't real i was like wait like you you can call him like you can do that because i did like didn't have a good comprehension about like phones worked still so i was like no like you can't like call him like no like no like i need these presents it was one of the big things. We lived in North Pole, Alaska when I was born. Mm-hmm. I was born in North Pole. And so it was very, like, Santa is real. You have met Santa. You like, have like You lived you in lived. North Pole, Alaska. Like, you were probably Santa's neighbor. Yeah. So we were always like, oh, no. And then we do the Santa tracker every year. Oh, I love this. I still look at the Santa tracker. I know. Tracker. My parents still do it. And they still go, oh, he's coming soon. You better go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm t- 19. <laughs> My sister's He's in 22. New York. You better go yeah. to bed. It is 8 p.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what? Uh huh. It's like, oh, he's in Arizona. Please. It is like 9 p.m. Like, I'm going to be awake for a while. Yeah. I will be waiting for this man to come yeah. down the chimney. I will be awake when Santa comes. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we'll talk about the getaway the Santa Claus getaway. So the four men began driving down Avenue D with the two girls as their hostages still with them. They were able to make it to the edge of town, but that was after they had realized that their tires had been shot out and they were almost out of gas. By this time, Davis, who was wounded the worst, had gone unconscious. 14-year-old Woodrow Wilson Harris, great name. I hope he was named after the president. (laughs) Drove Drove by in his Oldsmobile, which the men commandeered. Harris, however, took the keys with him after relinquishing the car to the men. Which, like, smart. Like, I'll give you the car, but you can have the keys. Once the money, once the money and the unconscious Davis were moved to the car, the men realized that they could not operate the vehicle and quickly moved back to the other car and left. What the men did not realize, that in their haste, they had left all of the money with Davis in the other car. So they didn't have anything. They didn't have anything. The angry mob of citizens caught up to the Oldsmobile and found both the money and Davis. The money was $12,400 in cash during this time and $150,000 in non-negotiable securities. And they were all returned to the bank. I need to look up how much... One hundred fifty thousand dollars is that's a lot. Like even in that time, like I'm just like I wish I had that much money. So one hundred fifty thousand in nineteen twelve to now. Today, oh my gosh, that would be equivalent to four billion. Seven hundred fifty-seven million seven hundred ninety-eight thousand nine hundred sixty-nine dollars and seven cents. The seven cents is where it gets me. That's what I need. I need. I, I just need want those all seven that cents. Money. Yeah. 
what will that get me nothing nothing but, but I i'll just, have it <laughs> i'll have it hey i stole i stole some money today was it seven cents yes but i still stole it yeah in like five years it'll be probably worth seven cents but it'll you'll still have that seven cents that's crazy. that's a lot of money crazy. and it all got oh wait i'm mistaken i was looking at the wrong number oh. i was looking at 150 million sorry oh. it's a smaller number it was actually four million eight hundred fifty-seven nine hundred sixty-three dollars and sixteen cents. So you made more money yeah. now off your sixteen cents. Yep. Um, I think that maybe will get you a gumball from a gumball mm-hmm. machine. Although I think gumball inflation has been happening. Yeah, inflation's I saw, happening. <laughs> I saw a gumball machine the other day and it was seventy-five cents for a gumball, and I said, Mm-mm, "That be... used to be one quarter." Yeah, I'm not putting three quarters in. Do you know how hard it is to find just a quarter? Oh nowhere like like i rarely i have like tons of pennies yeah i have maybe like a few nickels and i have a lot of dimes no quarters <laughs> nope oh my god that's still a lot of money mm-hmm. and they just left it and there? they just left it because they like were like oh we have to get back to this other car now and they just forgot about their accomplice mm-hmm. who Who's- davis davis was not the ex-con davis was the guy just trying to get money for his family unconscious so the bank itself had only about 200 bullet holes from the shootout which many thought to be too small of a number lewis davis died later that night in a hospital here in fort worth texas oh no they transferred him here r.i.p r.i.p to the family man he just wanted to like make some money for his family he just wanted to support his fam so once far enough from town the remaining trio of robbers abandoned the Oldsmobile and the two girls before proceeding on foot. Authorities from Eastland County, as well as journalists and common citizens, were alerted to the crime. Many people gathered to the spot where the Oldsmobile was abandoned, and the two girls did get home safe, and they attempted to track the men on foot or on horseback. The next morning, the trio of robbers had successfully evaded the authorities and stole another car, though they wrecked wrecked it in Putnam. During During church service that day, which was Christmas Eve, the impact of the robbery was seen on children of Eastland County. When Santa entered a church in Eastland, a little boy asked, quote, Santa Claus, why did you rob that bank? End quote. It's getting bad. Oh, no. And they started showing this picture around North Texas. And let me show you exactly what it looked like, because this is crazy. 1912 Santa. Can you imagine if a little boy just like, Santa, why did you rob that bay? I could not. So this was quickly drawn up. It wasn't shown for like a while, but this was drawn up after the Santa Claus shooting. And for those of you that, like, are listening right now, obviously you can't see. It's a picture of Santa Claus holding a gun, shooting at the camera. Um, which is the first picture that shows up when you search 1912 Santa Claus picture. Because that was the picture that was made to find Santa Claus. Oh my Claus. goodness. Santa Claus was... He was, uh... Santa, what are you doing? You're on the naughty going. list this year. Uh-huh. And he makes that list. And he checked it twice. Uh-huh. He's I'm putting myself on the naughty list. He checked that twice and said, mm, my turn to be on the naughty list this yeah. year. 
I'll just rob a bank. What do you think Mrs. Claus thought? Imagine if there's like real Santa. Like, what would Mrs. Claus think? Give me some more money. No, but it's like <laughs> we live in a workshop. We yeah. could make anything we want. We could make money. I if I were Mrs. Claus, press. I'd be like, so what were you doing? Because we have everything. Yeah. We have elves working for us. We have reindeer. reindeer. We can go anywhere we want. You only work one night a year. Yeah. What, what did you need? What gives? Why? We could <sighs> make our own money. Exactly. exactly. And I bet they wouldn't get caught because everybody loves them. Well, and if it's anything like the Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen, like they go underground. Movie. They can't like yeah. find you. Nobody can find you. So I don't I don't I don't get it, Santa. Yeah. So after crashing the so- stolen car, the trio of robbers then commandeered a car driven by Carl Wiley. They forced him to drive them for 24 hours before releasing him and stealing another car. By this time, Ratliff was doing extremely poorly due to his own wounds. The next day, the trio was ambushed by Sheriff Foster of Young County and Deputy Sheriff Cy Bradford, who later became a Texas Ranger. Ratliff was shot and fell to the ground. Helms and Hill were also hit, but were able to escape for several more days before finally being captured in Graham. And that's where the getaway ends. And now we'll get into the trial and aftermath. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. How many? That was like four different cars? Yes, basically. That, almost all of them got like wrecked. Left, left their accomplice and the money in one. At that point, I would just give up. I know. I, was like, I have nothing to like run for anymore. You left the anymore. money. They're gonna find you. <sighs> like I would be like, oh, so I failed. Yeah. I'm turning myself in. And they didn't even go to another state. No. They stayed in Texas, but they were in North Texas, so they could have gotten to Oklahoma very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Oh, we have an incoming text from my mother. Oh. She says, it's like Cindy Lou asking about the Grinch. True. <gasps> when, like, Cindy's like, who's the Grinch? Yeah. Why do we hate the Grinch? Why did the Grinch do this and that? I love the Grinch. Guys, my favorite movie is the 2000 grinch with jim carrey which they're making a second one with him i know i saw that i was so excited and i might cry because i can like perfectly quote that first movie but what will i wear but what will i wear on point i literally (laughs) you don't know how many hours i've spent practicing that i have a shirt that has that entire like sequence on it Ooh ah mm, that's it i'm not going yeah all right, so the trial and the aftermath. And this is even crazier than the actual, oh, like, oh my gosh. the murders. Even crazier? Mm-hmm. But we'll build up to it. Okay. After being captured, Hill pled guilty to armed robbery and was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Hill escaped prison several times, but was recaptured each time. Hill was then paroled in the mid-1940s and changed his name after which he reportedly became a productive member of society. So good for him. <laughs> after escaping. Like- after escaping, he was finally like, you know what? I'll just be a better person yeah, now. I'll be nice now. <laughs> During Helms's trial, he was identified as the one who had killed both Chief Bedford and Deputy Carmichael in Cisco. Helm attempted to plead insanity, but was unsuccessful. Helm was then sentenced to death and was executed by electric chair on September 6th, 1929. 
and now we're on to my favorite part. What do you think his last meal was? I love talking about like last meals when people get executed. Oh my god! It's my like dark obsession. I don't know. D- just take a wild guess. See, I want to go with the Santa theme and go milk and cookies, but that'd be like... It's too obvious. Yeah. Okay. His last meal was cabbage, sausage, tomatoes, coffee, and pie. And the type of pie was not specified. That's not... You know? It's so It's scattered. so 1920s, though. Yeah. It's so, like, pre-Great Depression, like... Like, he could have had any... Like, he could have had, like, a whole cake... And every single sweet he wanted ever, but he oh, chose... Oh, some people do. Some people get yeah. everything, like, on the planet. And he chose cabbage and sausage and tomatoes? Although sometimes... So I have, like, talked about this in large extent on the podcast, though. But sometimes they deny the last meal requests. Yes, I've heard about that. So it could be, like, his original one got denied. And he was like, fine, I'll just have, like, this, this, and this. And they were probably like, mm, okay. He wanted, like, filet mignon, like, the expensive. Oh, I would get so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I didn't eat all of it, I'd still just get so much food. Okay, now on to Ratliff. This is the craziest part. So, Ratliff went to trial and was found guilty of armed robbery on January 27th, 1928. He was also sentenced to 99 years in prison. Later that year, on March 30th, Ratliff was sentenced to death for his role in the deaths of Chief Bedford and Deputy Carmichael, though no substantial evidence proved that he was involved in either of their murders. They still, like, found him, like, they still sentenced him to death. Even though we don't know you did it. We, we don't know you did it. feel like you did. You were did. there, so we just kind of feel like you But the did other it. guy was there, too. Exactly. They already, like, killed this other guy for yeah. this. So, when his attempt to appeal his case failed, Ratliff tried to plead insanity. After Helm was executed, Ratliff began to act as insane as he possibly could, which convinced his jailers, who began to feed him, bathe him, and even take him to the toilet. And he was just acting. (laughs) He must have been a good actor. His mother, Rila Carter, then filed for a lunacy hearing in Huntsville. On November 18th, Ratliff attempted to escape, but was wounded by one of his jailers, Tom Jones. Once news of Ratliff's attempted escape broke, a mob of around 1,000 angry people surrounded the prison, demanding Ratliff to be given to them. The mob then overpowered Ratliff's other jailer, Pack Kilborn, found Ratliff, and dragged him from his cell. The mob then tried to hang Ratliff, which was unsuccessful as the knot came loose. Their second attempt, however, was successful, and Ratliff was dead was pronounced dead at 9:55 p.m. on November 19, 1928. Yeah, just take that in for a moment. <laughs> tried to escape. He was unsuccessful. Mhm. Then the mob came to get him. Mhm. How'd the mob get into... They literally just forced their way in. Oh my gosh. And listen to this. No one was ever tried for Ratliff's hanging. The day after his death, several thousand people viewed Ratliff's body as it was being showcased at a furniture store in Eastland, though a judge did eventually order his body to be locked up and returned to his family. 
they had like no punishment for this. These people hated him because they knew he was the one that dressed up as Santa Claus and that ruined Christmas for a lot of them. Isn't that crazy? But then the judge didn't. The judge let the body be seen until he's finally like, okay, this is enough. Let like let the body like go to rest. That's not okay. No. I mean, he may have d- he. D- I mean, he kind of deserved it, but. But like, like no. You don't deserve to be showcased as like a pro- like a exactly dead animal. Mm-hmm. I don't a- want my body to be seen mm-hmm. when I die. I want to be cremated. Like don't I was look like, at my burn body. me. Like <laughs> that's what my mom. My mom and I feel the same way. It's like. I really don't want you to, like, look at me when I'm dead. I think that's Especially because I have, like, no power of what I look like. I know. I'm like, why do you want to look at a dead body? I don't need, like, creepy people being, like, touching my face and, like, giving me kisses. Like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, the first national bank still exists in Cisco. And in 1967, the Texas State Historical Survey Committee had a medallion placed on the bank commemorating the robbery. To this day, the Santa Claus robbery is still remembered as the greatest manhunt in the history of West Texas. And that is the story of the Santa Claus robbery. Oh, my God. What do we think? That's a lot. Is I told you it was like an up and down story. Like, Santa Claus just came to rob my bank. And he used my my little sister as a shield and then left the money i know how did they leave the money I, that's what i would like, like i would at least take some thing. of it and it was in a sack yeah just grab the sack like that's a big enough item to be able to see next to you and be like maybe we should grab that oh the money yeah but like in the same moment it's like when you're trying not to like get shot true what are you thinking about okay so, as listeners know, I like to do current ongoing true crime at the end of my shows just to talk about what's going on. And I did have one that I found over break that I was going to talk about. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And I'm not going to say what the story was because, like, it doesn't even matter at this point. Because something happened today. Do you know what happened today? I do not. You didn't see it on TikTok or anything? I haven't been on TikTok at all today. Beautiful. This is the headline from People Magazine. 26-year-old man arrested for stripping nude on Disneyland's It's a Small World ride. And videos of this were all (gasps) over TikTok. So basically, I saw videos of this from every angle. So the first video I saw is this lady is, like, going down It's a Small World. And this guy just, like, randomly walks past her. And he's dressed in all black, so it looks like he's probably just a maintenance worker, like, walking by. The next video I see is this man has gotten up, and, like, he's on... I don't even remember what part of it. I want to say it's, like, the South America part. I could be wrong. But he's, like, standing on this, like, waterfall and just, like, starts going to town. Like, the shirt comes off. He stripped down to his underwear. He didn't go past his underwear. But just starts going at it like taking off his shirt taking off his pants and then he just sits on the waterfall doesn't move and so they stop the ride and do you hear the loudspeakers being like don't panic like stay in your seats blah 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 but there's people like stopped in front of this man and they're just recording him and he's not saying anything he's just kind of like 
stripping and like sitting there so you would think it's like a protest no he's just sitting there so (laughs) and this is in disneyland so this is in like california like anaheim so it was just after and this is according to people magazine it was just after 1 30 p.m that the officers quote unquote responded to disneyland to assist disney security with a guest who removed his clothes and was naked in or near the it's a small world attraction end quote so that's what the police said (laughs) then i see more videos because it hasn't ended here oh no they get him off the ride (laughs) and they're like you would think like disneyland has a back lot I've yeah. been to the back lot because I remember I went for like band and the back lot's where they have you do like your little like band performance, whatever, before they take you into the park. So I was like, they could take him out the back lot. Like Toontown is right there. The entrance to the back lot is right in Toontown. Just go through there. No, they're carrying this man. There are four men, one on each arm and one on each leg fully like his stomach is towards the ground carrying him out the park like towards the front entrance and there's police surrounding them and there's like cat disney cast members and then like security guards and you just see like i just kept seeing video after video on tiktok of them just filming this poor like i don't want to say poor man because like this guy like obviously like did something wrong but he's just like straddled in the air as they're carrying him out of the park and everyone on tiktok was like was this the best like route to take him out in? No. And I was like, no. They have so many like Could you run into kids? On that? Oh my gosh, the kids. And it's Christmas time right now too. So it's a small world was themed like Christmas yeah. themed. So he was also surrounded by like Christmas trees and like they were singing Deck the Halls in there. <sighs> so let's See, look at further what this article says. I'm just says. like Disney World has cameras and all of Disney World and Land have cameras at all there's of cameras the attractions, everywhere. like inside, so they can see. If and there's are, no like, video of this man like getting off the ride anywhere. Yeah. I don't. So it, I don't think how they really know yet how they just got got in. I don't know, but he was 26 years old, um, and he was under the influence of a controlled substance. So they took him to the hospital. Um, his name has not fully been released oh jingle bells was playing in the background my bad it was jingle <laughs> bells not like the halls guys um so oh apparently there is footage of be- him being fully nude just didn't oh, see that on tiktok okay. dang it community oh, guidelines man. oh man <laughs> and so then he put the shorts back on started walking around <laughs> but it says in here people People can be heard yelling, please stop and sit down, which I did hear. And I was like, sit down, stop, please stop. And I was like, what, is, like, what, what are do you doing? Do? You're, sitting on a, you're sitting in a water ride in a boat. You're not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but this reminds me, did you ever see the, like, creepypasta of, like, the kid, like, quote unquote, hanging in It's a Small World? Yes. So, for context, there was this, like, picture that went around the internet for the longest time, and it was, like, the story that went along with it was, like, this lady was on the ride, and she was taking pictures, and she took, like, a picture, like, pointed up for some reason, and then, like, got off the ride, went home, developed the pictures, and there's, like, a, it's a small world, like, puppet, like, hanging, like, 
from the neck it's what it looks like i think it was later like proved to be photoshopped but it was like for the while everyone was like oh my gosh it's a small world's haunted yeah there's some like some kids dead in there and i think it literally turned out or i don't think it was photoshopped i think it was like literally like one of like the extra puppets that they just like put up for storage and it like happened to look like it was like being hung from the neck or something but i just so remember that being like oh my gosh like i can never go into the small world now because it's haunted i bet all of those kids that were on that ride are horrified now mommy what part of it's a small world is this yeah like what country are we in now? what country are we in now what am i supposed to learn from this yeah oh i don't even like it's a small world i've been on it like i used to go to disneyland a lot but i think on all the times i went to disneyland i think i maybe went on it twice my mom always likes to do it every time we go it's a good like calm ride like when you want to get like away from everything but it's not particularly interesting yeah it's not interesting the end when they show your names on the screen that's cool i I don't understand how they do that to this day I still don't understand, like, (laughs) the Haunted Mansion when the ghosts, like, sit. I know it's probably just, like, television, like, mirror reflecting. But I still, like, every time I went past, I was like, how are they here? Where are you guys? Like, (laughs) get off my cart. But I miss Disneyland. I want to go back to Disneyland really bad. I love Disney. I've never been during Christmas time. I have. Oh, no, I went during Halloween. No, I went during Halloween. My mom would like to say that It's a Small World is her favorite ride. I think it's a lot of mom's favorite yeah. rides. I think it's very, like, nostalgic. Yeah. Because, like, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. It's been there since the park opened. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Disneyland ride? I've never been to Disneyland, but... But Disney- you've been to, like, Fantasyland, which is basically Disneyland. Yeah, like, Disney World and mm-hmm. everything. Um, my favorite ride in Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. is the new i think it's rise of the resistance mm. i want to go on that so bad so i've only done the good. like flying so the good. um millennium falcon ride yes i want to go on rise of the resistance so rise bad. of the resistance is so good but then you also like have to give it to like the classic rides mm-hmm. and space mountain is up there mm-hmm. love space mountain Space Mountain, my only thing is, like, you can never see anything. I know. The only time I've, like, truly, like, been, like, oh, my gosh, this was so fun is when I went for Halloween and Space Mountain gets, like, ghost-themed and it's, like, ghosts in space. And so, like, these, like, space ghosts come after you and you can actually see them. So it's, like, oh, you can finally, like, see something in this ride. Um, Yeah, I love Space Mountain. You need to go to California Adventure. I think you'd love California Adventure. I know. I want to go so bad. I want to go to every, like, Disney World, like, mm-hmm. thing before I... Because they don't have Cars Land in I know, Disney they World, don't. do they? I mm-hmm. love Cars Land. They don't have Cars Land. And then now there's the new uh, Tangled. There's something Tangled. No, that is... That's Tokyo. We have San Francisco now yeah. in California Adventure. Oh, I love The, the most delicious meal I've ever had. And this is, like, a secret fact, but the most delicious meal I've ever had is in Cars Land, and it was at Flo's Diner, and I got, it was called, like, a road gravel shake, and it was literally just, like, an Oreo shake, but then it was this breakfast burrito, and to, I think about it to this day of, like, that was the most delicious meal, and you know how you, like, have a meal, like, once, and then you just never have it again, and mm-hmm. you think about it all the time, I think, because then I went, like, 
years later and i was like trying to get this breakfast burrito didn't have it on the menu anymore and i almost started crying because that was when i went for like a deaf day like asl trip and i was like guys like we're getting to the park at this time and we're going to flo's diner and we're getting this burrito i walk up to flo's diner and i'm like can i have the breakfast burrito please and they say we don't make that anymore and i was like you're joking that's so disappointing because you get so excited and then you don't go mm-hmm. however you don't get it that day was a win because we had park hopper tickets and i got all my friends on every single ride in both parks in six hours that's like unheard of it's i'm so good of. at like juking the system because that was when fast passes were still a thing which aren't a thing anymore i know the stupid genie pass mm-hmm. and you have to pay for it it's so expensive but it's like at this point, so many people have genie pass that it's, I think it's faster just get in the regular or go lines. in the single rider line. Oh, because yeah. like me and my friends, we stand in the single rider line. That's and what I, mean, I always did for Space Mountain. Yeah, most of the time, you like unless you really want to ride that ride with your friends. Like, there's no they're point. just gonna let you on. Yeah, and it's like the you don't need to ride it with like friends like you're just gonna go on the same ride yeah and you can talk about it after the point of the ride isn't like being with your friends it's the line yeah unless it's like star tours but like even like something like star tours like they usually put you on together yeah yeah okay well do you have any final questions or comments or anything else you'd like to add no about our small world story or about the santa claus I didn't expect the small wor- world story at all because I haven't seen it anywhere. And I'm sure if you ask anybody else, they would. Um, but you're just, that, I know you're going to go home and like look at TikTok I will now. definitely go home and <laughs> look at it. <laughs> all right. Well, you've officially joined the club that is Club Crime. Yay. So thank you so much for joining. And to all my listeners, please join us next week for another true crime story when we have another guest joining us. And this has been Club Crime.